When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Cowboys got some injury news today that could affect their run game this week. Clarence Hill Jr., Cowboys writer, joining us, of course, from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Clarence, we appreciate the time. How you doing? I, I'm well. I, that, you guys cracked me up, and I do want to chime in. The cliche is hot knife through butter. Thank you. No, Thank I, I, you. Clarence, I understand the cliche, but I'm asking for a practical <laughs> matter. If you try to cut a piece of butter, it doesn't it make more sense to soften it in the microwave rather than trying well, to warm up you, the damn knife. Well, if you got the if the butter's in the fridge or, or the freezer, and you're getting it out, you know, you want hot knife. I mean, I mean, I understand the practical thing you were saying, but. The cliche that we've been repeating since we were kids is hot knife through butter. Not I'm pretty sure they came up with this cliche before they had a damn microwave, and I'm going to leave it at that. But, Clarence, <laughs> speaking of microwaves well, you can take and, your and, science and, 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 stick and it. things getting turned around down at Big D, <laughs> things made a left-hand turn with uh, the news that we got coming out of the Lions game with Ezekiel Elliott. Can you tell us more about his status this week and, and what we're going to expect in this Bears game? Well, you know, nothing is, is, is set in stone, but – but a foul practice person, it looks like Zeke will probably sit out this week. He he has a uh, sprain MCL, which is a tear. Sprain is a tear. Uh, and, you know, certainly deep thigh bruise. He, he took a, a hit against uh, the Lions. Played the second half, you know, had an MRI, and they came up, you know, that he has a sprained knee. Uh, it's a full season. Zeke played 18 games last year with, a, with a, a partially torn PCL. He played through the injury, but there were times during the year when the Cowboys thought they should sit him down, and he refused to sit down. At five and two, with the Bears coming up with a uh, with a bye week after this week, it just seems prudent to to sit him and rest that knee and, and hopefully get it healthy for the stretch run because they after the bye they play at Green Bay, they play at Minnesota, uh, and they need their full horses. Uh, you're down a stretch as they continue on this season. Uh, he did not practice today. Uh, the knee where he showed, he pulled his, he has a sleeve on on that right knee. It's the same knee that he hurt last year. Uh, the knee is swollen. He said that the, the, the in the, uh, the the bruise, the thigh bruise is not as bad as it was earlier in the week. But, you know, it's a day-to-day situation. They probably won't know until the end of the week. But Zeke's people want him to sit out. Clarence, you know, it's funny. With the way the Cowboys played when Cooper Rush was the quarterback, we all started to think, then maybe this is the way they should be playing moving forward, that they needed to be, you know, this run-heavy team that didn't necessarily ask the quarterback to go out and beat the other team, uh, especially when you have the defense that they do and when Dak comes back. I'm wondering if this affects it at all, uh, especially considering Pollard has been the more uh, productive back in terms of yards per carry. Yeah, but but certainly Zeke is a shoulder at his back. He got a lot of one-yard runs and one-yard scoring runs and one-yard runs on fourth and short and stuff like that that kind of brings down his average. Both have been productive, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and the way they use them both uh, is best for the Cowboys. Tony Pollard has never carried the ball 
character full load, you know, uh, in his life at running back. His, his biggest number of carries were in college, maybe a sophomore year, when he had 17 carries against Wake Forest or something like that. You know, you don't you don't want to wear Pollard down. They want to use them both in, in tandem. But, you know, obviously if Zeke is out, you know, Tony Pollard is going to get a bigger load. They're going to, you know, allow Malik Davis, uh, a rookie undrafted free agent, to, to be his backup Sunday. But as far as the Dak Prescott question, I, I think that it's 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 – it's kind of a straw man argument to say that Dak should play and they should play the way Cooper Rush played. Certainly mm. you want to round the defense, you want to round the running game, but they did not score a lot of points for Cooper Rush. They also did not convert a lot, a lot of third downs. Dak Prescott is your quarterback because he can make plays from the quarterback position that Cooper Rush can't. And you're going to have to score more points. You have to be able to convert more third downs if you really want to get to where you want to go, and that's to make a Super Bowl run in what is a wide-open NFC. You know, and so the Cowboys will not just dumb it down and continue to do with Cooper Rush and try not – they're going to try to force the ball down the field and make the play. They need more from their wideouts. They need more in the passing. They need more big plays because you cannot – I don't care how much you run the ball, you cannot continue to go 80-yard drive every, you know, down or every series and think you're going to score. There's always, you know, get set back by a penalty or something else. You need chunk plays, and that's what they hope that can bring – uh, to the offense as, as, as QB1 and the $40 million quarterback. Clearly, he needs to cut down his mistakes. He needs to you know, rely, understand that you don't have to do too much because mm-hmm. his defense is special, but they need that to make plays from the quarterback position. Talking with Clarence Hill, Cowboys beat writer for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram on Canty and Carlin. And C. Hill, there was another significant injury in that Lions game. Nickel cornerback and one of the team leaders, Jordan Lewis, went down with a Liz Frank injury. What are the Cowboys' plans to replace him? Are they poised to make a move ahead of the trade deadline on Tuesday? You know, they, they signed, I think, uh, a cornerback, Kendall Sheffield, who who played with, with Dan Quinn when he was in Atlanta. They signed to the practice squad. He's an option there, you know, to help shore up that cornerback position. But, but, but number one, uh, Deron Bland, a rookie undrafted free agent from Fresno State, he's the guy who's going to replace Jordan Lewis. He's been the fourth-best corner uh, since the start of training camp, he's a guy who has replaced Lewis when he was out early in the season against Washington. Uh, he, he's looked good. He's made plays on the ball. He, he's a young, developing corner. They're really high on. He's going to be the guy who's played the nickel cornerback position in place of Jordan Lewis. But yes, they're going to miss Jordan Lewis. He's one of the great guys in the locker room. Clarence, we also saw the Philadelphia Eagles, a division rival for the Cowboys, make a big splash today going after pass rusher Robert Quinn. So when we look at the other aspects of this team, are there areas where the Cowboys could look to make a trade ahead of the deadline in order to bolster this roster and get ready for the stretch run of the regular season? Yeah, and, and they did that. They Yesterday, you know, obviously didn't get the headlines of Robert Quinn, but they traded for Jonathan Hankins, a defensive tackle, big body defensive tackle from the Raiders. They, need, they understand that they need to improve against the run. Teams are going to run on them to try to avoid that pass rush from from Mike and which is the best pass rush in the NFL. They, they're going to try to force the run on them. And the Cowboys have been leaking against the run, and you understand that going down the stretch, that they, they face the Bears this week, who have one of the great running games. You know, they got the, the Vikings and their great running back coming up. Uh, obviously got to play the Eagles again. They got Tennessee Titans, that monster they got in the backfield. They got the uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts and, and, and their great running back in Taylor. Uh, they got the Giants, the Saquon Barkley coming up. They have to shore up against the run, and they've tried to do that by bringing in Jonathan Hankins, a 6'3", 340-pound. God help plug up the middle with, with Quentin Bohan. They need to get more size up front, and that's what they tried to do yesterday. Other areas I think they need to improve on, I think, you know, I would look at trying to add a receiver. 
You know, they they, they need mm. – you know, we, we talk about the run game, but they need help outside. And they, they need, you know, more juice in the passing game. And uh, I, I think a receiver uh, is some area they should look at and, and probably will look at if the price is right. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, covering the Cowboys. Thanks, Clarence. Appreciate it, as always. Appreciate you guys, man. Chris, hook them. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go with those longhorns, man. There he goes. There he goes. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Do you see Freddie? Freddie, Freddie, uh, Freddie Coleman's going to be calling the Virginia game this week? Oh, God bless his heart. <laughs> They're playing Miami. It ain't going to be very competitive. Uh, listen. I thought you might get a kick out of that, Freddie calling the game. That's no, I, awesome. I love Freddie calling the game. I just we wish just he had a better game team. to call. Yeah. Yeah. Canty and Carlin. It's going to be the TBD show this weekend. <laughs> Our next win is TBD. He's going <laughs> to. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. I, it's my team. I can talk about it. I know, that way. but I, I feel your pain because I've been there. I understand it. Oh, yeah. Your team is going to be there the first weekend in November, though. Oh. <laughs> Good luck with that. You coming? Uh, we'll see. We'll okay. See. We'll see. We'll see. Canty's, Canty's new wife, Mel, is a Michigan grad. That is correct. And Jim Harbaugh and company will be making the trip to Piscataway, New Jersey. And I am uh, rolling out the red carpet for the Canty's. And, uh, it's it's going to be a night game now, though, right? But it's a 7.30 game. It's under the lights. Which I have to tell you, I mean, if I were you... <laughs> maybe maybe not making the trip. That's all I'm saying. I'm not a night game guy. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying because of the quality of the game. No, I know what you're talking I'm about. about. The crowd. It's going to be interesting. Hey, they get all day to get warmed up. To get juiced up. All I'm saying. We're in Michigan gear. Maybe not the place to be. <laughs> Can't be oh at Carlin, God. ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It's a long flight from Denver all the way over to London. And 
Is that that game's in London this week? That's not one of the Germany games. No, correct? it's not a Germany game. It's yeah, London. It's yeah. a London game. Okay, yeah. so this is the Broncos this week making the trip, and this is Russell Wilson on what he did on the flight, how he got himself ready. I don't really get jet lag too often. You know, I don't. I don't really. You know, I've traveled enough to to get you know kind of get my system down. But uh, yeah, for me, I was on the plane the first two hours. I was. Uh, uh, first two hours, about eight, was it, eight hours flight here? Was, was the first two hours I was watching the film, getting, watching all the cut-ups and everything else. And then for the next four hours, I was doing treatment on the plane. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on my, working on my legs and everything else, you know, making sure I'm ready to rock. Why, Russ? Why do we need to know that? I was, everybody else was sleeping. I was working on high knees, ready to, you know, get it going. I'm not jet-lagged and all this other stuff. Why do we need to hear that? Let me tell you something. Nobody cares about that. You know what no. we care about? Your offense being better than 30th in third down conversions. Your offense not being historically bad in the red zone. That's what we want to see from the offense that's led by the quarterback that they just gave a quarter of a billion dollars to. <laughs> Carl, I, I don't understand it. I'm not asking Russ not to be himself, but it feels like he has a lack of awareness, like he's toned it. It feels like he has a lack of awareness. Chris, he has a massive it, lack of awareness. Exactly. And it's just like, I, I didn't know that this was the case, I guess because he played in Seattle. Maybe things might not have been as magnified, but this is absolutely ridiculous, wait, man. He was, wait, he was doing high knees on the plane? The point spread better drop three points. <laughs> I, I don't Like, what? <laughs> what? Who cares? Nobody Who cares. cares? He, Nobody asked you about that, bruh. You know what he is? And it's different now with A-Rod. But he's A-Rod when A-Rod was a player. Aside from the PEDs and all that stuff, I'm talking about, like, saying the weird things at the yeah. wrong times. Yeah. He's A-Rod. That's what he is as a player. It's very strange. Yes. It's very strange. When he's in front of the and microphone. It, and it makes it hard if you're a teammate of his, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to want to rally around him. It, it? it feels like he's not comfortable in his own skin. That's what it feels like to me. If you're a guy in that locker room and you hear Russell Wilson saying this after the offense is grossly underachieving and the defense, which in three consecutive games has held opposing offenses under 20 points, and still found a way to lose. Like, if you're hearing all of those things, how sickening is it for Russell Wilson to come out and talk about him doing high knees while you're asleep on the plane? They've got Jacksonville, uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. And that is, by the way, exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Okay. So we will be locked in on that game. No now, doubt. Having said that, um, for Nathaniel Hackett, Chris, uh, just in talking to people around the league... I definitely get the impression that this is a must-win game. Okay. That, that he very easily, if if somehow they lose this game to Jacksonville, that they may make a move in Denver, and they yeah. may go ahead and cut ties with Nathaniel Ackett. And the volume on that conversation is getting a lot louder. Consider this, Carlin. You're talking about three straight games that are one-possession games that you found yourself on the losing end of them, and two of them were in overtime. Yeah. And your defense didn't give up over 19 points. So that is a sad state of affairs. And you're an ownership group that brought in a head coach, possibly to get Aaron Rodgers. And this, and, and this is not the ownership group that hired Nathaniel Hackett. No. But they have taken over. They have handed Russell Wilson a quarter of a billion dollars. And you are two and six going into a bye week. Just add it all up. 
it feels like if they lose this game, Nathaniel Hackett could be hitting the bricks because that would be five in a row at that point. And let's also add it all up. Well, first of all, and I'm glad you brought up five in a row. I remember once upon a time in 2011 when I was with the New York Giants, we lost four games in a row. And my dad recounts this conversation that he had with our strength coach at the time. And the strength coach told my dad, Mr. Canty, this is when people start getting fired, when you lose four games in a row. Well, now we're talking about five games in a row. And I get that Jeff Darlington is saying that this is the first year for Nathaniel Hackett. You think that you'd at least give him the year. But clearly this is a guy that's out over his skis, Carlin. He's not capable of getting this season turned around. He's not capable of getting this locker room turned around. And Russell Wilson doesn't feel like he's in touch with what's going on. So it feels like this is an opportunity for this new ownership group to shake up things and establish a standard for what they expect. And given what they paid for the team, I don't think it's a big problem for them to buy out Nathaniel Cackett's contract. When you think about it, Russell Wilson has played for one other head coach in the NFL. Yeah. Who's a good match as a head coach for Russell Wilson? I mean, it it's going to be a fascinating situation to watch. And we are all making this assumption. And you know what? You know, you know what's an interesting, and I'm glad you brought that up because it, it's got the wheels turning a little bit. Yeah. Who's an interesting match is a legitimate question. Yeah. I think what's even more fascinating, what head coach wants to sign up to coach a team with Russell Wilson? Is it that bad with him? I mean, when you look at everything pro- else around the, him? What I'm saying, Carlin, is we don't know. That's the problem. We don't know. We don't know. Because wow. listening to all of the stuff that's going on right now and what he's saying and being a caricature, I, I don't know. What head coach wants to sign up knowing that this guy is the leader of my football team? The guy that also has an office in a locker in the same building. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. But is Russell Wilson still a guy that would attract the very best coaching candidates to this job? I get that the new ownership group is attractive. I get that the defense would be attractive. But Russell Wilson, the guy you gave a quarter of a billion dollars to, he's going to be there for the foreseeable. Is that going to bring out the best and the brightest minds in football that are poised to be head coaches to want to line up to get that job? Well, I can only think of one other quarterback that I would want to coach less than Russell Wilson. I'll tell you who that is next because he has more to say. I'll tell you about that in just moments. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. But then he went on to talk about how yesterday uh, people who are not making plays need to not be on the field. Yeah, that making, happened. Basically making coaching decisions. That was Aaron Rodgers yesterday on the Pat McAfee show publicly taking out teammates. Yes. Pointing the finger and saying, if you're not doing this, if all the mental mistakes that we make continue to happen, you should be off the field. Yeah. Can I just say one thing? Because I know we're going to move on, and there are some comments from Matt LaFleur that we have to get to, but think about that for a second. This ain't high school football, or college for that matter. This is pro football, meaning that this is the livelihood of the players in that Green Bay Packers locker room. And Aaron Rodgers is, in effect, talking about benching these guys and potentially messing with their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Publicly. Oh, he's got his back. He's, he's doing that in the media. He's doing that on the Pat McAfee show in, in that kind of form. It, it just feels all wrong in terms of trying to achieve the result that you're looking for, which is to motivate your teammate and the teammates in a galvanized locker room. How, how are you going to galvanize the locker room when you're separating yourself from your teammates? Well, isn't it troubling enough that he thinks that's the way you motivate people? Well, yeah, I think it explains why you have a guy that's won four MVPs and only been to one Super Bowl. Well, here's the quote from today. If people don't think that I need to air that stuff out publicly, that's their opinion. But I'm doing what I think is in the best interest of our guys. That is where my biggest problem lies. You have no sense of what's in the best interest of your team as a leader. Carlin, None. Carlin, was it in the best interest of his team to say that he graded out with the highest grade that he had this year? He apparently said this on McAfee as well, that Tom Clemens, his quarterback coach, yes. told him that he had the highest grade for any game this season, and he needed to, and he said that publicly. But, well, but how does that help to serve your teammates in terms of getting them to be better? No, it reinforces the idea that it's all your fault, not mine. Exactly. So, again, separating yourself from the failure and the underachieving that's going on with the team right now. How can you then lead those guys? It doesn't feel like you're in it with them. It feels like you're blaming them for holding you back. Almost as if they don't deserve to be on the field with you at the same time. Because you're talking about those guys don't need to be playing because of all of the mistakes that they're making. I, I just, Carlin, that is beyond me to think that that is how this quarterback feels like he needs to motivate his guys in order to play better. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris, this is the other thing, though. You have talked about this at length, that this is a leadership problem, partially with Aaron Rodgers, but where's Matt LaFleur in all this? Well, here's where Matt LaFleur is. In reference to Aaron Rodgers' comments on the Pat McAfee show, quote, I think that we have to be truthful with one another, and sometimes the truth hurts. That, that's fine. That's fine, Matt. Be truthful with one another behind closed doors. Take care of one another as a team does. Lead as a coach does, as a player does, or as a quarterback does. And I want to go back to something that you just said a minute ago that really kind of angers and upsets me a bit. 
mm. that you are messing with somebody else's livelihood yes. when you say things like this. No you doubt. got your bag at $50 million a year. What is this, his third contract? Yeah, something like that, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It, it, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to leave the game with a half a billion dollars, basically. Yes. yeah. Now, you want to point to everybody else and say, well, if you can't cut it, you shouldn't be out here, and we're going to put you on the bench. I'm going to, basically, you are setting the scene to end people's careers because you're not happy with how they're playing. Oh, not to mention, Carl, in a few weeks back, he raved about how he had a great relationship with Brian Gutekunst and how he was confident that if they needed to make some moves at the trade deadline, that would happen. So, so, the- na- so now he's usurping the authority of the head coach, even though he says he's not, by talking about guys playing time and talking about them needing to simplify the offense. And then he's also talking about the moves that we may make at the trade deadline if guys don't figure it out. Carlin, he's doing the head coach's job, He's doing the general manager's job, and the last time I checked, he's a damn quarterback. I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers can believe that this style of leadership is going to yield the results that they're looking for, meaning being a title contender. I was chopping it up with Dominique Foxworth this morning before we did get up, and he was talking about how he's had teammates do that publicly in terms of calling other guys out. Carlin, it never works out. It never works out. It never gets things turned around. It never gets those guys going. It just makes guys break off into little clicks in the locker room to bitch and complain about everybody else in the locker room. And that's not where you want to be. But that is what Aaron Rodgers is being. Rather than being a a force that brings everyone together, he's a guy that's essentially splintering his own locker room. That's not why you pay a guy $50 million a year. You pay a guy $50 million a year for not only his production, but the intangibles that come along with the position that he's in as a leader, as the quarterback of the Packers. As a leader, as a leader who didn't show up at OTAs the last couple of years to work with new receivers. That part. As a leader, as somebody that has just decided, I'm going to play my way, everybody else has to adapt to me, and if you're not up to it, you should not play. Uh, you're taking over as the coach and as the GM. And for someone who claims to be more enlightened than the rest of us when it comes to life, football, you name it, you are so, so lacking in self-awareness about where you are. And I would not follow you into a lunchroom. Carlin, can I say this? Because he's talking about how all of these other guys need to be better. Hembo gave me this little nugget this morning. When all of his offensive linemen win on their pass blocks, in those plays, Aaron Rodgers is 22nd in QBR in the National Football League. So when every offensive lineman wins their block on a pass play, he's 22nd in QBR. But, but you, know what that, you know what that tells me, Carlin? There's room for the back-to-back MVP to be better, too. So why are you sitting here pointing the finger at everybody else when you should be including yourself in talking about how we need to be better? But hang on, Chris. Tom Clemens, the guy who, well, he brought back because he wanted him as quarterback coach, told him he had his best game of the season. That's the other part of this. Tom (laughs) Clements is not objective in this. Tom Clements owes Aaron Rodgers his job. 
He's the reason why he's employed by the Green Bay Packers. Tom Clements was in retirement. And Aaron Rodgers says, you know what? To make me feel better, go get this quarterback coach. Go trade for Randall Cobb. Give me more money. That would make me feel better. That that might come close to making up for what you did in drafting Jordan Love without telling me about it. Let's call it what it is. He's Aaron a Ro- spoiled brat. Yes. That's what he is. He is a spoiled brat. Just because he's a talented quarterback doesn't mean he's not a spoiled brat. And it doesn't mean he's a winner. And he's not. He's won one Super Bowl. Chris, the reason he won a Super Bowl is because he had a phenomenal defense. And the other team turned it over in a crucial spot. That's why he won a Super Bowl. So you can take that one away, in my mind. Honestly, Aaron well, Rodgers has just, he has proven himself to be lacking in so many superstar winning qualities. Well, here's what I will say, Carlin. I, I, I can't say that he's not a winner because he's got a championship and he has a winning record as a starter. I'm not going to go there. But what I will say when, is this. When I say winner. No, 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 let, me, let me finish. Yeah. What I'll say is this. He's not going to be considered among the greats. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. But when we had that conversation about those separate rooms in the Hall of Fame, you know, that are reserved for guys like Peyton Manning the inner and, circle. and Joe Montana yeah, and Tom Brady and John Elway, he ain't in there. No. He ain't in there. And it's not because he doesn't have the talent to be in there, Carlin. It's because of stuff like this. Chris, when it comes with the, to— With the leadership style or their lack thereof. That's the problem. When it comes to he's talent— a, He's an extremely selfish player. When it comes to talent itself— he may be better than all those guys. But when it comes to everything else that goes with this job, he doesn't belong in the same building with them. Yeah. And it's sickening to continue to listen to him point the finger at everybody else and not even consider that you are on a team. That the best way to handle this is to air guys out publicly. I mean, honestly. When I say he's not a winner, Chris, what I'm saying is if you need me to choose somebody to go into battle with. Oh, it ain't him. It no. ain't him. No, it ain't him. That's not the guy I'm going to go him. in with. And guess what? We knew that in 2011 when the New York Giants went into Lambeau Field in the divisional round. We knew we could get them people. We knew it. Because although he's a talented quarterback, there's also stuff like this. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. You know who are winners? Us. Why? Because we keep giving you winners. We keep giving you winning parlay so maybe just maybe you should pay attention because that is next on espn radio now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom Añejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained poured it was green and good the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound. The biggest show on ESPN radio. 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Boy, you know, earlier today, we heard from Hal Steinbrenner that it he does not uh, have the inclination at the moment to make a change at manager. Mm-hmm. He told an AP writer that down in Tampa, that as far as the manager's concerned, he does not see a change there. How about this, though, from Mariano Rivera? Like, this, this is something to carry some weight. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was speaking at the Sports Forum of Panamanian Association of Business Executives. He's from Panama. Uh, here is the quote: "If I'm the owner, Aaron Boone wouldn't stay. When things don't come out the way we want them to, all of the fault goes on the manager, and somebody has to pay the price. But we won't put that on the players." That's telling. Yeah, you're talking about not only a Yankee legend, but the greatest closer of all time? By far. Yeah. I, I mean, for him to say that, that think about that, Carlin, as tight-knit as that Yankees family is, to have Mariano Rivera come out and say what he's saying about the organization. Michael Kay, the voice of the Yankees, being critical of Aaron Boone and how he managed his bullpen in the CS. Like, all of these things start to show me that there are some real problems in terms of organizational philosophy and how that's going to equate to this team competing at a championship level. And the fact that Aaron Judge is a free agent, I know that's a big deal, Carlin, but I think one of the even bigger questions that you could ask about the Yankees this coming offseason is has this team's championship window closed? Because I feel like we're there. I remember in 2017, Brian Cashman said to the fan base, I'm not going to let a championship get in the way of championships. Now, that was at the infancy stage with the Baby Bombers, Carlin, they've never lived up to that that expectation, that potential. Well, Chris, they've never seen that. The way they've designed these teams over the last several years has never been based on winning a championship. It has been based on win as many games as we can during the regular season, and then we'll see where the chips fall. And that was never the mantra of the Yankees before. Well, the Dodgers are trying to win as many games as they can in the regular season. Yeah. But we also know that the Dodgers are going for it every single year. And the Dodgers are trying to win championships. And the Dodgers aren't sitting there saying, meh, we'll see what happens. No. That, that's that's in essence what Brian Cashman is saying is that, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to construct the best team I can. But eh, listen, if we don't win a championship, what can we do? I mean, that, that's that's never been the mantra of this team. And, and Chris, Is that what, what they're going to do with the Aaron Judge contract negotiation? Oh, we tried to get Aaron Judge. It just didn't work out. Is that what they're going to do? I fully believe that this is not a scenario where they will do, quote, everything they can do. I think they have numbers that they will stick to, and that will be it. All we do is win. That's, that's all it. we do is win. Like, that's that's all we should be. That's what should we, be, that's we should it. be playing right now. That's it. Right now, it is your time. Get out your pens, people. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, we're going to go to the game of the night in the NBA, which is Brooklyn at Milwaukee. Bucks are three and a half point favorites. Here's what we like so far. We have the Bucks minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. We have the over at two thirty and a half. Yes. And then uh, we're going to talk about some Bucks players. You want to hear these? Yeah. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 11.5 points. Grayson Allen, 12.5. Giannis, 32.5. Drew Holiday, 19.5. Uh, rebounds, if you're curious. Uh, Brooke Lopez, 5.5. Drew Holiday, 
Giannis thirteen and a half, Grayson Allen three and a half. Um, How many for Drew Holiday rebounds? Uh, Drew Holiday rebounds is uh, four and a half. Yes. Yes. Okay. Drew Holiday rebounds over four and a half. Yes. Okay. So here is your play. We are going the Bucks minus three and a half mm-hmm. over two thirty and a half. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday over four and a half rebounds. That's correct. And that is on Caesars Sportsbook, and that is playing at paying at plus five ten. Plus five ten. Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. Plus five ten. So you mean if I put in a hundred bucks, I get five hundred and ten bucks back? Correct. Wow. And if you had put a hundred bucks down each of the last two nights, you would be up eight hundred and ninety dollars. We got to start charting these primetime parlays, don't we? I think we are right now, as we speak. <laughs> That's right, baby. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Brought to you by Indeed. Attract, interview, and hire at Indeed.com slash credit. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, on the ESPN app, on the Dr. Pepper. Call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Speaking of the Bucks and the Nets tonight, Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, on what he expects from Ben Simmons this evening. Nothing, absolutely nothing. I mean, look, offensively, <laughs> we got to realize Park. this, okay? Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is who he is. When a person show you who they are, believe them, okay? Let's stop acting like we want him to go on this, like get it together, and Steve Nash put him in position to be successful, and then all of a sudden he's going to up his points per game. Now, what Ben Simmons can do is on the defensive side of things, he can have an impact, which he has not had throughout the course of this young season. And that's where I lay most of the blame in his game so far. Uh 17 points, 14 fouls so far this year for Ben Simmons. Yeah, he's fouled out in two of the three games that they've played. That's not what they were looking for in terms of upgrading their defense. And, Carlin, in order for them to take that next step as a team and be a true title contender, they got to get a hell of a lot better on that end. We had Brian Windhorst on the show earlier today, and he was saying it. They can't stop anybody. Nope. They can't stop anybody, which is why I feel so confident in the point total going over tonight. Uh, but but this is a situation that, that has been, I guess, the case for the Nets since Kyrie and KD got there. We know they could score points, but they couldn't slow other people down. And so that's going to be a problem moving forward. And I got to say, if this team continues to struggle and underachieve, it's going to become combustible. Uh, elsewhere, Canty, who is the only undefeated NBA team left? The, oh, oh, that will be the Portland Trailblazers. Correct. Right? They've got the Heat tonight up in Portland. Mm. The Heat off to a 1-3 and three start. Mm. Uh, when we, last we saw them, we were trashing them all throughout the day, all throughout the spring. Are the Heat in trouble at 1-3? and three? <sighs> Man, I just don't know how much gas this Heat team is going to have left in the tank, man. They've had some deep playoff runs, and they're really relying on two guys. And Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio. I know they gave Tyler Euro the extension. I don't know if that was throwing good money after bad or whatever. But listen, I got some serious questions about them being one of the upper echelon teams in an ever improving Eastern Conference. Yeah, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bail on the Heat yet. Not that I was ever on board, 
but I'm not going to yeah, put their shoes in the bed. Yeah, I was about to bed. say, Amber Wilson would have something to say about yeah. you being on board with the Miami Heat. Stop no, yourself. I bailed on him last spring. Yes, you did. Hey, Taylor Heineke receives a bonus every time he plays 60% of the offensive snaps uh, in a commander's win, So, uh, which he did this past week. He's got a tradition. He goes and buys a pair of Jordans that are in the colors of the team he just beat. So he's, he went out and bought himself green and yellow Jordans after beating the Packers. So what you're saying is he's going to add 10 more pairs of Jordans before the season is over with. Wow. You're saying Taylor Heineke's going to win 10 more games like that? Oh, after a win. I after thought it a was, win. Well, I thought the win was him starting 60% of the well, snaps. No, 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 no. 60% he of the snaps. He gets a bonus every time he plays 60% of the snaps in a victory. Oh, they've got a win. Yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That so was he's going to have, what, uh, two more uh, pairs of Jordans? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I am not saying that with my chest. Check out Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio.